the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christian fathers should want to live their lives by the blueprint that God has set before them. Listen in today as Pastor Draper speaks to us from the subject, The Desires of a Godly Father's Heart. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Refuse to allow television, internet, the ideologies, or the philosophies of this world to to influence and to shape your children's life. If you miss that God moment in your home, the world is waiting to shape and influence your children in another way that's going to break your heart. You are that first impression. You get the first shot. And if you miss it, the world is waiting to shape them in a whole nother way that will break your heart. Number six, a godly father is a praying father. Say praying father. Psalms 55, 17 says, evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. How sweet it is when your wife and children can hear your voice talking to your God. Dad, when was the last time your children saw you on your knees praying to your heavenly father? When is the last time? It's getting quiet. That your children unexpectedly saw you on your knees praying to your heavenly father. When was the last time you've gone into your children's room, dad, while they were asleep and you prayed over them? (laughs) My grandson was home the other night and a few nights ago and I was praying. He was asleep and I was praying and I laid my hands on his head and I was praying over him. And then all of a sudden he, I guess he just felt something. He just opened his eyes and looked And, and then he closed them back seeing his granddaddy praying as I laid hands on his head in the middle of the night. When's the last time, Daddy, your daughter, your son, or your grandson, your granddaughter, felt the warmth and the presence of your hand upon them in prayer? Wow, that's powerful, y'all. Powerful. Be it known to you today, the prayers of mothers and fathers will restrain the activities of Satan in your child's lives. And your children will be so thankful when they become adults that you prayed for them. How many of you adults in here now, you're so glad that your parents pray for you and you're here today because of mom and dad's prayers? Let me see your hands. Well, now, if they did it for you, don't you think you need to do it for them? Number seven, a godly father should have a desire to ensure that the needs of his wife and children are met through having a good work ethic. That's right. A father being a good provider for for his wife and children makes the wife and children feel secure. Therefore, go to work, daddy, and pay your bills on time. Get off of grace and pay on time. You shouldn't be evicted or have your utilities cut off because of your own negligence and gambling, and drinking, and and addictions, and your whole home suffer, bring your salary home, and be responsible. 
Proverbs 10, 4 says, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Proverbs 13, 4, 8 says, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. There's, no, there's nothing worse than a lazy daddy. Got a, you need to get up because you got responsibilities. You got children. And you know what? That's a sad man when the government got to run you down, chase you down to pay child support on a child that you helped bring into this world. You running from the law. law got to lock you. I don't know why the law lock them up because they sure can't pay nothing in. But they got to lock you up to get you to pay. It's one thing to lay, but you need to pay. Oh, y'all, y'all, yeah. Did y'all understand me? Do I need to say it again? Do I need to say it in Espanol? You heard me. You lay, you pay. Child support. Judge Judy. Attorney this, attorney Susan this, and Mike this. You're not paying two cents. You're paying a whole lot of money. Give all that money to the courts and don't even tie. Proverbs 22, 29 says, Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Man, you need to be, you need to be good at what you do to the point that folk take notice of your work ethic. Doesn't matter what you do. If it's honorable, be, be thankful that you got a job in a time where there are not many jobs around. That's right. And be good at what you do. I want to be the best preaching pastor I could be. I am not satisfied where I am. My wife and I, we work hard here, many hours here. We don't ever get to the point where we have arrived. That's right. We work hard. You say, well, we got to pray. Yeah, you got to pray. You got to know the word. But after you pray and know the word, then you got to go to work. Amen. You can't pray some stalk to drop some bread in your house. Go to work. Say it. Say go to work. Say it it again. And then be good at work. You're not excelling if you playing with the computer on your job. Checking in late. Can't wait to leave the campus. Uh, sign in late, leave early. Line saying you sick when you're on the golf course. That's not integrity. First Timothy 5 8 says, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. But that's tough. I didn't say this. This is the Bible. If you haven't torn that page out, it's there. There are unbelievers that don't even know the Lord know I take care of their family. Now, you're supposed to know the Lord, then you slipping and sliding all over the place. Get yourself together and get yourself out of there and go to work. And then you got other people, they the other side. They workaholics. You work so hard that you're an absentee dad. Amen. Make all that debt, and then you strangle to death. Number eight, I'll move on. So much for money. A godly father will motivate his children through the power of encouragement. Say encouragement. A godly father will motivate his children through the power of encouragement. There's a wonderful scripture tucked away in Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 28. It says, but command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him. Now God is telling Moses to tell Joshua. 
Moses, in that context, Moses asked the Lord, could he cross over into the promised land? But God said, now stop asking me that. You're not going. But he took him up on his mouth and told him to look. He saw the promised land, but he couldn't go there. See, those rebellious people. Let me tell you, don't let other folk get you in trouble with God. That's what he did. He got so beside himself with Israel and just so ticked off that he sinned against God. And let me tell you something. Don't let other folk cause you to get a God-sized whooping. You let other folk get you in trouble. Those Israelites end up getting Moses in trouble. He said, no, you can't cross over, but I'll let you see. And then on top of that, he says, command Joshua, Moses, I want you to encourage him. And I want you to strengthen him. For he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you will see. In other words, you'll see it, but you're not going now. Let me tell y'all something. Do you realize rebellion will cause you to miss your blessings? And some of you could be way down the road if it wasn't for your stick, stiff neck rebellion. That's right. And then you get mad at everybody else because you're not where you ought to be. And the truth be told, your own attitude, your own resentment and bitterness and grudge and rebellion is hindering your own ministry, your own life, your fatherhood, your, your workplace, everything. Parents, if you're a parent, say what you want. Oh, that's weak. Parents, parents, thank you. Your words of encouragement create an environment in which your children can discover their gifts. Your words create an environment where they develop their gifts. Your words create an environment, an environment where they ex excel in their gifts. Be mindful, parents, that your words have, have a powerful effect on your children that will either build them up or tear them down. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, and I ever tell your child, United, I'm sick of you. You're not going to add up to nothing. Why are you so dumb? You stupid. You fool. Now, listen, they may be all that. But don't you say it. Don't you. Listen, you can't say everything you think. <laughs> I'm trying to help y'all. Because when you say it and you rat and raving and you say that, and then you go on about your business. Let me tell you something. They took that in their hearts. They took that in their hearts. And they remember your words. And those children become grown. And you know what? You're teaching them to call their children when they get grown the same low down thing. That's why some of your children don't have self-esteem and they look for it in the wrong places. They don't get the encouragement at home. Men, you better encourage your daughters. Your, your, you have the responsibility of making your daughter feel secure. Your daughter ought not get her security from some little cool dude blowing in her ear talking about he love her. You ought to fill her heart with so much security and love until she, she know a good man when she see it because she see a good man in you. Join us today as Pastor Draper continues the message, The Desires of a Godly Father's Heart. Pastor Draper will be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Johnny, you made a C. But man, I thank God you could have made an F. 
And I praise God. But do you think you can, let's take it up a notch, man. You, you coming on with this thing. Boy, I tell you, ooh, man, you on a roll right now. You, you're becoming what God wants you to be. <laughs> I can see that C, Johnny, becoming a B. Or maybe I can see that C becoming a C plus. See, you can correct them and give them some positive and yet challenge them in the midst. Number nine, a godly husband will desire to minister to his wife. A godly husband will desire to minister to his wife. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Jesus loved the church so much that he sacrificially died on the cross for her. Therefore, with that being said, husbands, if you genuinely love your wife, you will have a desire to minister to her. How do we minister to our wives, husbands? Number one, you minister to your wife by being available to her. Let her know that you are, are there and she can count on you. Number two, you minister to your wife when you are approachable. You ought not be raising your voice at your wife, screaming and hollering at your wife. That is horrible. And your wife don't know what to do with you. Because she do this, she going to get it. She do that, she going to get it. You just stress her out. Number three, how do you minister to, her, to your wife? By being sensitive to her needs. Know when she's hurting. Know, know her. Know where she is. Number four, you minister to your wife when you make her feel secure. She needs to be made secure. And you have that responsibility. She knows you're going to be there. And you, you don't make her feel secure when you're flirting around being somebody's sugar daddy. Huh? You don't make her feel secure when she catch you in a lie. That's not making her feel secure. Because she said, you tell that lie, what else are you telling? And if you did this, what else do I not know? Hmm? Look how quiet it's getting in here. Be sure your sins will find you out. Number five, you honor your wife when, you, when we respect her. That's right, when we respect her. Uh, we honor our wives through encouragement and reassurance. Honey, you're beautiful. Did you get her hair done? I love your hairdo. All right. She didn't cook a good meal? Thanks for cooking. Thanks for cooking. She did cook. Oh, this is nasty. Honey, thank you for cooking. What you do to this? You can't boil water. No, 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 no. No. Honey, I really appreciate how you took the time to cook. Oh, God help me. I'm pushing some buttons in here. <laughs> I ain't through yet, y'all. I'm going to take my time. Because these men need every point I'm giving. You wise ought to be saying amen out there. You ought to be in my amen. Can, can I get amen wise? Number seven. You honor your wife by being a trustworthy man. Can your wife trust you to tell the truth? When you say somewhere you, you've, been, you've been only there and you didn't go there, there, and there and say you've only been there. Huh? Are you a trustworthy man? Or you lie so much until she don't know what to believe? Number 10, 
A godly father would desire to be a forgiving father. A godly father would desire to be a giving father. Mark 11.26 says, But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Man, you got to learn how to forgive your wife and your children. And then wives and children, you need to learn how to forgive your father. Children, you need to learn how to forgive your father. And wives, you need to learn how to forgive your husband. Because if you don't, your heavenly father's not going to forgive you. How many of you here want to be forgiven? All my legs go up. I want everything, everything. Listen, well now, you're not going to get forgiven if you don't forgive. Huh? A forgiving father will teach his children how to forgive by possessing a spirit of forgiveness. Unfortunately, so many homes have fathers who are unforgiving, who are mean and angry and violent and abusive, which results in broken homes, dysfunctional families, separation and divorce because that daddy won't forgive. Fathers, none of us are perfect. Wives, there's not a perfect husband. And not only must we be forgiving, we must learn to ask for forgiveness from our wives and our children. Our family wants to see us be be a successful husband. Men, whether you know it or not, your wives really want to see you be successful. Your children really want to think that they have the best daddy in the world. That's right. But you have to contribute to that in some kind of way. And not be abusive, abusive, and all these types of things. Our family wants us to see wants to see us successful in our fatherhood and as a, as a husband. And if we ask them to help us, they will. But it starts with being humble enough to be open and transparent before our wives and children. I want to share something else to you, wives. I want you to listen to me, for and children as well, because I'm talking to somebody in here. I really want you to put your hearing on now. For those of you who have fathers who are in prison or have been to prison, perhaps you have a father who's addicted to drugs and alcohol. Perhaps you don't even know who your daddy is. He has abandoned his family responsibilities. He's been abusive if he's at home. Or perhaps your husband or your father, uh, they've fallen into sin What should you do when they have repented and turned from their sins? That's a real good question, isn't it? When that man, that husband, that father repents and turns from his sin, hates it and agree with it and says I was wrong and apologize and confess, what is your responsibility then, wife and children? Number one, forgive them and love them unconditionally just like God forgives you and loves you. Because all you're going to do is compound the hurt in yourself as well as them. Forgive them and love them unconditionally. Number two, don't keep a record of their wrongs just as God doesn't keep a record of our wrongs. So uh, I remember every time I do so, oh, you remember 1932, 1962, 1982? And, and let me tell you something, man. These wives got good memories. But, but you bring that thing up and up and up and up and up. Now, listen, man, when you've messed up, don't expect her to heal tomorrow. That's the other side. Get over. No, you're going to give her her space. Give her her room. So it's another side of that too. She needs time to heal. You made this mess. But the other side, 
Ladies and children, don't keep a record and keep washing his face till his face has no face. Number three, what do you do? Speak words of faith and encouragement upon him. Words of faith. You know, this is tough, but with the help of God, he's going to get us through this. Wow. Speak of faith. It, uh, I believe there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, I'm hurt. I'm pain and I'm troubled. But God is bigger than this. Look at those words of faith, you know. And then that begins the healing. Wives and children, if you fail to follow this prescription, you will delay your healing. If you delay doing what I just told you to do, you will not heal. And some of you, 15 years later, you have not healed. But I pose another question to you. Do you even want to be healed? Do you want to be made whole? I'm almost done. Number 11, a godly man desires to bring joy to his heavenly father by living to please God. A godly man desires to bring joy to his heavenly father by living to please God. 1 Thessalonians 4.1 says, Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to live and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. The goal of life, I desire as men, is to please God more and more. When a godly man, a godly husband, a godly father desires to obey and do the Father's will, he brings such delight to his heavenly Father that God gives him his heart's desire. When you please God, when you love God, and when you rejoice in God, God takes delight in honoring you with what you ask him for. Psalm, Psalms 20, chapter 20, verse 4 says, May he grant your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. That's big. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. If you're enjoying God, and if you're growing in God, and if you're pursuing God, and you're rejoicing in the God of your salvation, you can ask God for things. And God takes delight in blessing you because you so desire him. Finally, but not the least, number 12, a godly man rejoices in the God of his salvation. A godly man rejoices in the God of his salvation. Psalms 21, verses 1, 2, and 3a. It says, The king shall have joy in your strength, in the strength of the Lord. O Lord, and in your salvation, how greatly shall he rejoice. You have given him his heart's desire. Why has God given him his heart's desire? Because he's rejoicing in the God of his salvation. And because he's rejoicing in the God of his salvation, God gives him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. Isn't that something? You enjoy God so much until he's enjoying you so much until when you ask God for something, he honors the request of your lips. Now, that's awesome. That is, listen, y'all, that just drives me crazy with excitement. For you, look, for you meet him, that's with the blessings of goodness. In closing, the most precious and exciting sight that your family can see, daddy and husband, 
is a father who is filled with such joy and exhilaration and excitement about his Jesus that the house that was once dry and stale and negative and full of tension and strife now becomes a home that's filled with peace and joy, comfort, assurance, life, and love that moves God to take such delight in the kind of home, in that kind of a home, that he showers your home with blessings and goodness. Showers your home with what? Blessings and goodness. What condition is your house in, your home in, Daddy, your family? You see, you are the thermostat in that house. You are the spiritual thermostat. Are you hot for God or is the whole house cold and not speaking and everybody mumbling and complaining because you have set the atmosphere for that kind of environment? You pushing and shoving your wife, you're cussing and slipping and sliding and slamming doors and not speaking and rolling those big eyes. No attitude towards your wife and children in that house. You can have an attitude of joy and excitement and exhilaration and enthusiasm to the point that your whole house get blessed, to your whole house get healed, to your whole house has a spirit of rejoicing. And all of a sudden, God begins to shower blessings and goodness upon that house because of the man who is a man of God in that house. I conclude and rest my case. Man are you a man of God? Are you a man of the devil? Now you one or the other. It's not 15. You are either a man of God or you a man of the devil. And all God's children said, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Enough. You've been listening to Rander Draper, pastor of Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. As you can see, the Bible has the answer to everything we face in this life if we are willing to take heed and apply it. God's word is true and will not fail us. We fail if we choose to handle these matters our way instead of God's way. Only when we handle these matters God's way do we find complete peace and rebuilding of relationships that can be or have been destroyed. If you have been blessed by this type of teaching by Pastor Rander Draper, you are welcome to join us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.